Holy fucking shit, it's Talk That Good Shit. We're back. It's me, DJ. I've got Dan and Chris again. And this time we're doing something different because I was a lazy sack of shit and didn't want to predict and predict predict didn't WrestleMania. I also don't want to project WrestleMania. It was a long show and I don't own a projector. Fucking go get that, one then. I don't know, that dick on your fucking head makes me makes it makes it big enough you'd be able to do a fucking PowerPoint presentation. Hold on, that was only for one match, thank you. <laughs> it was the most important match, thank you. It was. It, it was fucking fantastic. Instead, we're going to go back and basically, I guess, review talk shit. But as Dan falls over. No, I uh, was grabbing something and I smashed my microphone on the floor. I understand so, hey. my performance was good, but you don't need to try and give me a standing ovation. Jesus Christ. No, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, that's not a standing ovation. That's, a, that's, that's, that's not a standing ovation. That's him collapsing into a fucking coma. Yeah, not <laughs> inaccurate. So, before we actually get underway, boys, oh, I, say I, the youngest, the, I say is the youngest man in the room. Um, the youngest fuck. Fucking shut up. <laughs> I have... <laughs> I have something else to say to everyone um, before going too deep into this. You can now subscribe to Talk That Good Shit. You have a subscribe button? We do have a subscribe button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and another one. Since when? Since the other day when I checked the emails. Oh, so If you like our content, for an extra 99 cents per month, I mean, I don't know I, like, if I'm going to commit that much money. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Dan. I'm with Dan on that. Maybe, maybe we can split it. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> at some point, they're going to let us take out the money we've earned from this, and we'll be able to Hold split on. it. But for now, can I write this off as a tax expense? What have you bought for this show so far? That's not the. That's not my question. You can't get you paid. And call your pay a t- You can't call your pay a tax expense. It is tax expense. Hey, I'm on a salary. <laughs> that's a tax expense. No, that's your salary. Jesus I am, I am being taxed for my time. No wonder all these WWE has-beens and wannabes fucking hate their contracts. They don't know how to negotiate. That money should be a tax write-off. <laughs> exactly. So no, you can subscribe to Talk That Good Shit for 99 cents a month on all of the podcast streaming platforms. What does that get you? Well, we have no content at the moment that's actually behind the subscriber, the subscriber wall because I'm not EA. Um, but... Sorry, just, I, sure. just thought about it. I just thought about it, the whole thing of, of, uh, of uh, man, what, what content do you get? All four podcasts a year. <laughs> but... I mean, I was going to say, I'm sure you could, uh, you could get notifications that, hey, we have done something new. Like, that that's a subscribe button thing. That's a, that, that is a feature you can get. Also, I have backlogs, hours of behind-the-scenes stuff that I would consider too racially charged or sexually charged to actually go into a podcast. Oh, God, we're going to get, get fucking. I was gonna, yeah, I guess I'm going to get fucking cancelled. Are we big enough to get cancelled? Everyone is big enough to get cancelled. You'd be surprised. Lean into it. Lean into it. Send photos of leaning, Chihuahua- actually. Guys, send Chihu- photos of Chihuahuas to Peter and tag it as an uncooked hot dog. That's true, though. See how quickly you get banned. Oh, God. Anyway, yes, subscribe. Uh, I suppose one day when the money is actually available to us, it'll help us out. But until then, you might get extra content that I put up. Might. 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 And if we make ourselves more available to record... We might do extra things. That's still on the if, table, and I haven't even discussed yeah. it with you guys yet. If you yeah, like, might make yourself more available. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Like, Let uh, me quit my nine to five then. <laughs> I say we might do more stuff. Like, well, we don't really watch the weekly shows, but we can read about it and say, "Wow, this sucks." Oh fuck! That I'm makes pretty me sure a lot of other die. people do that. That is true. So anyway, uh, without further ado, they're just going to throw that right in the beginning. So yeah, links in the subscription buttons wherever you have it. Links actually also to subscription buttons in other places because we're on like Overcast or something, which is another podcast streaming platform I've never heard of, but righto. Anyway, WrestleMania split into two nights because two, three or four hour shows are better than one six to eight hour show. It's a thousand times better. Oh my God, I could actually enjoy everything and not just look at the watch and go, I'm sorry, but I don't care about this SmackDown tag title match. I still didn't care for the tag title match, but I could enjoy it at least. So anyone who complains about actually having two nights can break off an inch of my dick and then hear me complain that that's all I've got. Accurate. Anyway, <laughs> night one, day one, if you're in Australia. Hold on, hold I- on. Are we, te- are we counting the pre-show, which was SmackDown? Because there was two WrestleMania-related I mean, matches there. Spoiler alert, Rick Boogs. That's literally not what I was going to say, but no. sure, let's start with that. No, so anyway, just to touch on that, SmackDown, okay? SmackDown had the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. Yeah, and what happened when that Battle Royale occurred? Um, nothing. Person, I was asleep. One person I was, asleep. was correct. One person was correct, and that was me. I was also correct. I just had the winner and runner-up in the wrong order. Doesn't matter. Madcap Moss, winner of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. That's all oh, I wanted to point mid-carter out. Mid-carter for a year. No titles that, for I, a year. I don't care. No push I was right. for a year. I don't care. I was right. That's all that matters. Fired and signed by Tony Khan in a year. Uh, let's be real. That's probably accurate. So anyway, yeah, that happened. What was the other fucking match on SmackDown? That uh, was Ricochet beat Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. Cool. Good for him. Next. Good work, Ricochet. All good. Uh, no, Your title I, I, wasn't I, I, on no. the show. Okay, well, hang on a fucking minute. I want to talk about that finish. The finish was actually fucking phenomenal. I yeah, didn't I see it. What happened? Uh, uh, so, so Ricochet's got Angel Garza on the floor and Humberto Carrillo meets him at the top rope. They fight for a little bit and Humberto goes for a superplex. Ricochet blocks, throws Humberto off with a uh, suplex where Humberto crashes into Angel and they separate. Ricochet then does the 6.30 off the top rope into Angel Garza. And as he hits it, he pops up and hits the Codebreaker on Humberto Carrillo, beating him both at the same time. He, obviously, was, he pins Carrillo. It was nice. fantastic. It was Ricochet does beautiful. flips well. Yeah, it was beautiful. Oh, All right, is that SmackDown? Nothing else? That is it? literally You don't want to tell me that matters. Michael Cole shat himself during a SmackDown taping or something? He probably did, but that wasn't newsworthy enough, so let's go. Nine I didn't even one. hear about that. If, uh... If I get this out of order, correct me, but I'm fairly sure I've got it correct. Okay, one, match one. The Usos wrong. versus... Don't <laughs> make me do a violence to you. <laughs> the Usos defeated Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Boogs. Uh, this was sad because it has to default to one of the worst matches of the night. It was an okay match. It probably would have been in the lower half of best matches of the show. But it has to default to the bottom because, unfortunately, Rick Boog suffered a quadriceps injury. Now, here's the thing, right? I was convinced that this match was going to go the same way minus the injury and then Nakamura and Boogs were going to split up. That Ma- Nakamura was going to no, turn on Boog. I didn't think that. I thought Nakamura and Boogs would win the tag titles. 
And that's what was like, oh my God, Roman's world is crumbling down around him. And then he beats Brock Lesnar anyway. That's what I thought they were going to go with. No, you can't topple the bloodline. Because you could tell that that finish was very much out of nowhere when they did like the whole super kick and Uso splash and Shinsky kicks out. And it's like, oh my God, you know, he's going to do it. And then they just literally repeated the spot and that was the finish. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, boys, we're calling an audible. Yeah. That or the Usos are like, oh, that finish is not going to work for me, brother. Because there's no way that Nakamura and Boogs can win the tag. Like, Nakamura could win by himself. That's fine. But they weren't going to win if Boogs is injured. The push isn't for Shinsuke. The push is for Boogs. Just kind of sad. But yes, the Usos retain in an okay match. That could have been so much more. I rate that match 2 out of 10 Boogs guitar solos. I or, think that's a fair I hope, rating. I hope Rick Boogs gets better, but I think he's lost his push. Yeah, I don't. I see Boogs going back to his old role before they put him in the ring where he'd just play out Shinsuke and that's all he'd do. To be fair, though, I would, I too would still like to see Pat McAfee dancing on the fucking SmackDown announce table. So I do want to see that. Yeah, I want to see more of that. <laughs> Anything else that we want to say about all, the Blue Stones? Nah, that's all there is for that. Oh, actually, no, I'll throw in there. I was disappointed that Usos didn't get in, like, a WrestleMania entrance. They just got their generic entrance. Like, come on, give them something special. Yeah, there wasn't many WrestleMania entrances that I was overly hyped for. I think all the, like, special entrances were only for literally the major matches of the show. And even then, and I said about this about the main event, and I'll say it again when we get to the main event, but Brock and Roman didn't get any special entrances either. And I was like, but why? Biggest match of all time, you're not going to have these super ultra mega entrances? Biggest match of all time that you've seen. That's just okay. But anyway, anyway I'll get to that when we get there. Anyhow, um, Drew McIntyre defeats Happy Corbin. No, that's not how that went down. Yeah, that, that's that's correct. Oh, yeah, that's how that went down. Yeah, that's right, because he kicked out yeah. of the end of days. My mind just said the end of days was hit. There's no way Corbin lost. Yeah, see, thank you. We had the same thing. Corbin hit the end of days, and we were like, Wait, Corbin just beat Drew, and then Drew kicked out. I was like, ah. Oh. You just went well, and ruined. Well, look, it has this... to happen eventually. Yeah, it did. But the end of days. I That's agree. That's my 2K22 but... finisher. <laughs> end of days is cool. I had a few friends who weren't too thrilled about that. Even those people who aren't Corbin fans weren't too thrilled that uh, the end of days was kicked out of. But, like, as I said, it had to happen eventually. It was always going to happen. So I'm okay with it. And I mean, if if it's Drew McIntyre kicking out of the end of days, it's believable considering the motherfuckers kicked out of F5s. It's also what, and again, I'll get to this when we get to the main event and what comes next. But it's, I was talking with someone about it the other day and I was like, look, at this point, I fully expect Drew McIntyre to be the next challenger to the world title. 100% it's going to be Drew. So what better way to put him over as the next contender than the kick out of the end of days? The one move no one else has been able to kick out of. I will say, though, the uh, the ending was all right. The spinning out of the second end of days. I was honestly hoping to just straight up hit the Claymore, but he did a little bit like the headbutt and a bit of backup and all that. That's fine. But the cut, using the sword to cut the ropes, that was cool as shit. That, that was dope. Amazingly enough, I believe I commented on it of just the, man, it's going to be really fucking cool when they do that when they do that spot, like that scare, like one day, and it's going to be so fucking cool when he, when he chops the ropes. And about three minutes later, he did the exact thing. I was like, that was fucking cool. But you see, here's the thing, right? They, I feel like that spot had to be done. 
considering that it, it what, was the last pay-per-view where McIntyre took a swing at Madcap Moss's at head. Moss, yeah. Like, took it at his head. And I, I know I read a lot of people being like, yeah, don't even try and sell us that that's dangerous. It's a dull sword. It's still a fucking sword. Dulled or not, it'd still hurt. But <laughs> yeah, they need the to show that motherfuckers. They need to show that there's a sharpness to it. Because I remember Boy, a few they. people were starting to be like, oh, you know, it's getting a bit kind of blur because you know he's not going to hit him. He's just going to keep swinging. So you needed to do something to kind of give it a push. Cool. He sliced through the ropes. That's cool. Maybe next one will probably be money in the bank. He'll slice through a ladder like that when like AJ's going to reach for the briefcase, like something like that. No, like you he's going to take the sword up the ladder. He's going to take the sword up the ladder. Yeah, probably. He'll the, cut, cut off the, the briefcase, briefcase down. and Austin Theory will catch it and Austin Theory will win. <laughs> no, I don't, uh, whatever. We'll get to that. <laughs> anyway, any other thoughts? Drew McIntyre, Happy Corbin. It was an all right match. I feel it was better than the opener. Even without the injury, I felt it was better than the opener. I I feel it it was better than people gave it credit for. I rated it 73 spoiled kilts out of 110. Hmm. What a shit number. 74. Look, how many spoiled kilts do you really want? I mean, you could at least go one a year. One a year. Well, fucking, you could. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Moving on, moving on. The Miz and Logan Paul defeated the Mysterios. I'm going to say it outright. This match was way better than it had any right to be. It was amazing. Okay, I'll counter that. The Miz was working the match with the Mysterios. So, you know, Ray was there basically guiding his son. <laughs> Not inaccurate. Um, the Miz can put on his a, son. Yes. The Miz can put on a good match with a lot of people. And as much as I don't really like Go Logan on, Paul, say it, say it. I don't like Logan Paul. Say but it. He's proven he is an athletic motherfucker. Yes, that's that's what I brought up. Was and the it moment had, it was better than any ride it had to be because of one specific moment. Why was Logan Paul doing the three amigos the best of all time since Eddie Guerrero? The moment they said Logan Paul was going to be in this match, my heart was like, why are they doing this? But my brain was like, this guy has gone how many rounds with some of boxing's best? Yeah, that's true. He has the ability to go. He sold the fuck out of a stunner from Kevin Owens last year, wasn't it? Yeah, last year he got stunned by KO. You know, like, he has no right to be as good as he is, but he he has the talent. And clearly the drive to learn. Do I think he sticks around? No. Oh, no. I reckon they'll either do SummerSlam or Mania next year. It'll be Miz and Logan Paul after Miz attack Paul, which I'm still like, I like it from the Miz's character perspective of, well, he's a dick. But at the other side, I'm also like, but I don't really want to cheer Logan Paul. Like part of the appeal is that he is also a dick. Yes. What this has gone and done is personally, I feel like it's, they knew there were going to be so many people giving this match so much heat because Logan Paul is in it. The only way this match could leave the fans feeling justified with how it ended, being that Logan Paul got a win, is Logan Paul eating the skull-crushing finale. Yeah. That's the only way people were going to leave that match and go, yeah, okay, I was happy with that. I can, I can understand that. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I, 
at this point, it was a good sign for Mania because we went okay match to pretty good match to a really good match. I was like, okay, we keep going up and up. This is good. This is a good sign for Mania that each match is getting better. It was building to a good show at that point. Yeah. So I will pay. It was uh, it was really good. I really liked this match. Honestly, if I, ha- if I was going to be a Dave Meltzer and give it a star rating, I'd probably say between three and a half and four. Only pussies like, use star was, ratings. Exactly. That's why I had to specify prior. But yeah, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I would watch it again. And I very rarely watch shit again unless it's really, really good. Anything else to follow up on that one? Uh, anything else? I think that's pretty much all that needs to be that's- said for that. Yeah, I was going to say, everything's, everything's already been said. It's, there's there's no point in going on about it because then we somehow get to a better match. So yeah, then we move on. on. Okay, then this might be in the wrong order. This was the Women's Championship? You'd match? be correct. You'd be okay. correct. A better Bianca match. Bianca Belair defeats Becky Lynch. So I've got a point. Well, out. who could have seen that coming? First oh, of no. all. First of all, people who turned around and said, oh, Becky Lynch is going to bury Bianca Belair. Oh, SummerSlam ruined Bianca. Shut the fuck up. This was a literal case of let it play out. And lo and behold, it was fantastic. Once again, more proof of shut the hell up and let it play out. Good. Now, I'm going to point out first, right, that the pre-match video was great. That was fantastic. Then the entrances... Becky Lynch's entrance was fantastic. Like, it was amazing. How she had the whole, like, WWE intro logo, but it was just all Becky Lynch. It was moments. just it all was Becky. And then she came out in a dumb car and that and a big, stupid, goofy sunglasses, and that was amazing. So I love Becky's entrance. Now, I'm going to be honest, Bianca's entrance, it was a cool moment, but I'm not American, so I don't care. I think it fell limp because it came right after Becky's. Mm. It just didn't oh. seem to hit the same. Yeah. yeah, so I thought Becky Lynch won in the entrances. The match itself was fantastic. It was really, really good. I'm going to say to me, it was the third best match of the show. It was two others that I think were better than it. The, 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 the show or the well, Mania? The whole show, sorry, the, all of Mania, no, sorry. all of it. Okay, sorry, I, I, meant, I, I meant to NXT, say the night. Mania Day 1, Mania Day 2, Raw, all of it. R- throw Ring of Honor, because fuck them. Throw it all in there. Becky and Bianca was number three of the entire weekend. Make Actually, sure you yeah, right, yeah, I pay that. Ring of Honor. Yeah, I got, I got to punch down. Fuck Ring of Honor. <laughs> I will, I can, third. Actually, yeah, third. Yeah, because I was thinking, could what it be second or could, or could it be fourth? And no, it can't be second or fourth. A lot of people put it as the number one. I couldn't put it as number one. It's really close. It's almost like a case of 1A, 1B, 1C. But I have to put it there because, like, let's be real. You're going to put something in an order. Yeah. That's it. It's just, I don't know what it was, but it was just that minor little bit of just, well, you know, anyone with a brain knows Bianca's winning. The result is not in doubt. So I feel that's what brings it down, just that tiny, tiny bit. There was one part of this match, only one, that made me dislike it. And it was, they go out, ramp side of the ring, Becky throws Bianca into the steel steps. Oh, and Bianca Belair does the John Cena explosion of the steps! I hate that with a passion. (laughs) I 
I love the slow oh. crawl to the ring, the roll under the bottom rope on nine, build the suspense. They kind of, like, the urgency is there. That was a don't move until nine, and then all of a sudden you've got all the energy as if you've just walked down from Gorilla. Yeah, I, and I'm I mean, like, that. I mean, to be, to be fair, you've just had, like, 20 seconds to recover from being thrown into steel steps. In wrestling terminology, that's an eternity. That, that is, is true. But at the same it, time, I can understand where DJ's coming from. It just yeah. felt like the crawl just kind of adds like that anticipation of is yeah. she or isn't she? So but this, I, was this like, is one thing. This is one thing I always go to New Japan for because they do this count out stuff perfect. Now, granted, they do a 20 count, so they get a lot more time for suspense. But you'll always get, and it's especially prevalent with Kazuchika Okada, if he's going to be the guy who's close to getting counted out, he'll be on the floor until about 13, 14. And then he starts to get up and claw, crawl and all that, but he'll stumble. He'll try to get in the ring and he'll slip. And it's like that creates that extra bit of suspense. Especially when he slips at 17, but he's like four feet from the apron. I was like, 17, slip. 18, get up, apron. Slip nineteen. Oh my fucking god! It's in. Yeah, it's it's a like, lot better than what a lot of and WWE and All Elite both do it. And I do. I agree. I call them out on it. Where five, uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Suddenly they're up and in. Cena is the worst. That was his gimmick. <laughs> Literally. The, the only other thing, and I think it's just a personal uh, gripe I have with a. Uh, Becky's style of storytelling is every pin she goes for, it's a one or a two count. You better believe she thought that was going to be a 10 count by her, the way she reacts. Like, shoots up, wide mouth, already having a go. The first man, what is it? The man slam or whatever she calls it? Manhandle slam. Manhandle slam. Well, that wasn't a three count. The match has just started. Bianca Belair is not surprised by this. But she still ate it. I did but, like that opening sequence, though. I think that was great. I just think Becky kind of oversells the two count on the offensive side a little too. Like I see, I've seen it in every it. match. Every match she's in, she doesn't. Like if you didn't do it, and this was the first time you'd done it, I'd be like, okay, you were honestly surprised you didn't win. Throw but that this, to a few but, other people, but we'll again get to those matches when they're relevant. I mean, just look at uh, look at how Aubrey. So no, let's fucking not. Thank anyway. you. Ah, so, uh, anything else we want to say? This was a really good match. I I enjoyed the majority yeah. of it. Again, being a fucking sweaty nerd with no friends, I would give this an honest four and a half out of five. That entire statement you just made is correct. <laughs> now, I will say, I say it because I have a four and three quarter. It was a five until the end. I... I like the end, but I don't like the end. But I obviously do have a five-star match, and we're about to get to it, because it's the greatest thing that happened, and nothing else matters on the entire show. Okay, but let's build up the suspense here. Seth Rollins versus a mystery opponent. Seth comes to the ring, doing his little song and dance with his robe, having a good time, happy to be at WrestleMania after a month, a month and a bit of not getting a match. by the way, that video, if you saw the actual video of Seth Rollins talking to Vince, it's hilarious. Just oh, the, no, that, why didn't you just great. ask me? Wait, what? And that was it. I, I feel like that wasn't a nod to anything in particular, but I feel like that to me is like, 
You know who could have just asked for something in the wrestling world and then complained that they never got it when they didn't ask? You know when Sammy Guevara had open title challenges and Scorpio oh. Sky kept coming out complaining he wasn't getting a match? <laughs> yeah. Just fucking ask for it. Right? So this one, I'm like, I'm glad someone's finally calling someone out on, you wanted a match. Just fucking come to me and ask. Yeah. Especially when he's like, I, yeah, I asked Pat McAfee, why would you not think I'd give you a match? Exactly. So, you know, like that package leading up to that match, I'm like, okay, so there I am sitting there, sitting there watching going already. I'm like, it's going to be, it's going to be the guy. I know it's going to be the guy. <laughs> Come on, let's get to it. Seth does his entrance. Seth's in the ring. This drawn out, long fucking Seth calling out. Come on, time is money. Hurry up. Let's get this started. Seth Wrestling off. has more than one royal family. Like the robe comes off. He throws Pyro from the ring, from the ring, up the ramp, pyro over the stage, lights go out. And say, you ready now? Tear this roof <laughs> off off the town. <laughs> that's it, that's it. All of a sudden. Wrestling has more than one royal family. <laughs> the 3D fucking render of the Nightmare Family logo, or Cody, Cody's shitty tattoo, appears on the screen. Adrenaline! <laughs> And the crowd <laughs> goes nuts. <laughs> you have no idea how happy I was that it was actually Cody. I I had this little bit of doubt, being like, it might not be Cody. They might save him for Raw. Oh, I've still I've already gone back and watched the entrance like three times, and it's it's amazing the build up and the suspense, and everyone be like, oh, we know it's Cody, and then just. Waiting and waiting. That wait. Waiting. That wait in the ring made me guess, second guess, if it was actually Cody. I'm like, maybe it's not him. They're making us wait a while. Yeah. Maybe this isn't going to be Cody. The lights go out. I'm like, there's no way they re signed fucking Bray again, is there? We would have heard about it by now. We would have heard about it by now. They wouldn't have done a surprise return for Bray. It's fucking Bray. Not yet. They'll shit down his throat and, like, give him a match <laughs> against little Jimmy or something. Um, so Cody comes out from underneath the stage. Which is great. This glowing god of a human. <laughs> Dude looks amazing. Amazingly, the thing I wanted to point out was that he had his neck tattoo recently redone because you could see the colour was a lot thicker than his last appearance. I was like, wow, they're actually going in with this. They're actually going to let him keep it. Well, that's going to be on all the merch, brother. <laughs> and you better believe I used that code to get 50% off that motherfucking Cody Rhodes shirt. Oh, beautiful. Not going to say actually, that we possibly did the same thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The second I saw the Cody shirt, I went, I pre-ordered it that day. We found out this morning it is on backlog till May 10th. I am not surprised. <laughs> yeah. So Cody gets in the ring, and I'm not going to lie, I forget for a moment Seth was even there. Cody's entrance, I forgot Seth was there. I'm like, it's fucking Cody. He could cut out, he could come out, do a Jericho-esque promo where he just says, yeah, 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 and then leaves. Yeah. Oh, I would have been satisfied. The it's load in back. my pants was already <laughs> huge enough. Oh, but then they have it's... a fucking amazing match. I can no. genuinely tell you, it was the first time in ages i was like yeah this guy's gonna win and as it went on it was like i don't know who's gonna win it could literally go either way here i was 
I I feel like my WrestleMania was just absolutely made the moment Cody's music hit because I'm pretty sure I got Laurie as I, I got Laurie I got uh Dan a noise complaint. I'm Probably. fairly certain I'm fairly certain I got her a noise a noise complaint because I quite frankly marked the fuck out. Yeah, 100%. I was it was so happy. So like the, and then we get to the match, and these two just have a match that's like I don't, I don't know. Necessarily tear the roof down because it's WrestleMania. Like yes, we know Seth can have matches like that, and we know Cody can have matches. Cody's return match, and I'm like, you could have thrown this on last. Yeah, you well, actually, ended to be fair, what came last? No, as much as I love Cody, oh, what that's, did yeah. come last? No, you couldn't. But I understand, and 100. percent It was what I said at the end was my favorite thing is. It wasn't a squash where Cody came in and lost. It wasn't a squash where Cody came in and won. It wasn't a 10-minute, like, back-and-forth little contest you'd see on Raw or SmackDown. It was a genuine main event, tear the house down, two guys trying to be the best in the world. Like, this is a match at WrestleMania. It's what it's meant to be. Like what Bianca and Becky was. And, you know, I, I love seeing the, you know, obviously the interviews with Cody later, later where it's like, oh, what did, you know, what did you say to Vince? It's like, oh, I told him I just never wanted to see Stardust again, but it wasn't in a contract. It was just kind of like a handshake. And then Cody's like, and then the first fucking thing I did yeah. was a cartwheel in the Stardust thing. It was great. Was like, Why the fuck did I do that? But it's like, you know what? They said it best on commentary. You fucking throwing that away, getting rid of that. Just, I'm so happy that they, because I saw so many people going on like, oh, they're going to job him out. They're just going to return him to Stardust. He's just going to be like, no one's going to react to him, whatever. And just to see that reaction, just to see the Cody entrance and he's the full on American Nightmare. He's the full on the main eventer that always should have been in All Elite. Now he's where he should be. Oh, so good to feel justified. (laughs) You are certainly not wrong there. And that match, you know, like, I don't care that Cody did, like, what, four crossroads? Yeah, so he did the one about halfway in the match that didn't get the win. And then, yeah, he did one, two, bionic elbow, three. And I was like, "Who? I don't care. Like, it's, I don't care. It's mania. He's got to do something special to put down Seth. That's the point of it. That's what makes it a WrestleMania match. It's something special. And him having to do that multiple times doesn't bury Cody, and it still makes... Seth not look like oh well he got beaten like it it took yeah exactly four that's exactly what I was like that's exactly what I was like with the ten minute thing I was like if they just came out and had this great match in ten minutes and Cody won with one crossroads it's just a normal match probably a match you'd see on pay but it's just a normal match but no this felt like a WrestleMania match and then that top the top rope cutter Oh, we marked out hard for that I was like oh my god he actually did it my honestly was, yeah. We also thought at one point Cody was going to hit the pedigree and then Seth hit the pedigree. Well, I mean, wasn't like, that was Cody's, he used to do that even in AEW where it was like the, uh, the tiger. um, Yeah. The tiger driver. Tiger driver. I'm not surprised. I think that was a finish for him in some matches. (laughs) Yeah. It was just so good. But yeah, again, being a sweaty nerd with no friends, this is the five star match without a doubt. Personally, match of the show. Yeah, it, this opinion. was match of the weekend. 100%. This was the match of the weekend. And now I'm going to unfortunately have to cut us off because the more we talk about Cody, the more of a mess I'm going to have to clean up under my desk. 
<laughs> the next match. Oh, it feels really wrong saying that and then looking at the match we're going into. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So, no offense to the people up next. I tried. I tried so hard to get invested. Okay, I tried so, for four fucking months. And so I don't I've, care. I've written here. So, the next match, it was Charlotte versus Ronda. Yes. Charlotte retains, and I wrote here specifically with a pin off of a big boot. To be fair, I'm almost willing to bet that's her new finisher because she's won quite a lot recently with the big boot. Well, I mean, the big <laughs> boot was even a like it was one of her like go-to signature. It was moves. her big signature, but I think it's now turned into a finisher instead of the natural selection. Like she doesn't do natural selection all that much now. I would have been happier with her dropping the figure eight, to be honest, and keeping the natural. Yeah, selection. but you know, Ric Flair. Ah, uh, yes, Flair family pool. Uh, but no, I tried to buy into this. They WWE released a video on their YouTube where it was oh, Shayna training, yeah, Shayna training Ronda to like be able to get into submissions from any position. You know, they were leaning more into that. Well, they both have MMA experience, and Shayna like oh, could train yeah, her more. And... Me as well. The, so one thing about the build, and they showed it in the video was Charlotte couldn't get Ronda to tap. That's what their feud was over. No matter what Charlotte did, Ronda Rousey wouldn't go away. Charlotte couldn't get Ronda to give up. So you're going to have a normal match? You're not going to have a submission or an I quit when you're going to force the other guy to give up? Like, that just seems so natural to me that that would be the obvious thing to do, and it didn't happen. Yeah, I was legitimately waiting for them for weeks to announce it as a submission match, and it never came. I also so I was think like, oh, right then. The position of this match on the card hurt it. Well, to be fair, oh. if we didn't have what had what was it the main event? Apparently, this was going to be the main event, and I'm like, thank God it wasn't. This I went into this match. I was blown up at this point. I was tired. I mean, to be fair, we did just have Cody. You know, like I was like, you know, this show has built so well, and then to have the match that we had before it, and then I'm like, yeah, this just doesn't like. I don't. I don't know what's happened. So one thing I needed to one thing I need to point out, which was during the uh, the finish, was Charlotte goes in and she does the figure eight. Or she goes for the figure eight and Ronda counters. And then Charlotte counters back and she gets the figure eight. But just as she goes to lay down, Ronda pushes her off and Charlotte hilariously, unintentionally, quotation marks, fears Charles Robinson. Ref bump. Cool. Ronda then takes down Charlotte. Abba, Charlotte taps. No bell because Charles is down. So Ronda goes and she grabs Charles and, hey, wake up. Turns around, big boot, and that's the three. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm happy I was correct because I said Charlotte would win because I couldn't think of a reason why Ronda would win. But I thought about it and I was like, I know you did that. So that way Ronda gets the visual win. Ronda's been screwed. I understand. But if you're going to have a ref bump, why didn't Charlotte hit Ronda with the title? What was the point of the ref bump? I think just because, oh, oh, the referee was down. You didn't see Charlotte tapping. Or fucking whatever. I don't know. I do agree, though, that it was the case. It, that, that was the case. Although, judging from her UFC career as well, Ronda Rousey is really, really susceptible to kicks to the face. Glass jaw, so, apparently. <laughs> not inaccurate. But yeah, it's... I yeah. wanted to like this. I love their Survivor Series match. It's one of my favorite Charlotte matches. 
their Survivor Series match, and they have so much chemistry and so much going on. And then this happened, and I was like, what disconnect happened in the last two and a half years? Where did that feud go? If I honestly, if I was booking this WrestleMania, if I was booking this Mania, I would swap this match with Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Yeah. Yeah, I also noticed that uh, both of the main women's title matches fell on night one. Yeah, I did hear that that was happening. And I, was I like, feel like so that was odd. like, I think personally, they had so many matches that they put a lot of stock into, you know. We also had two celebrity matches. That yeah. Oh, technically, if you had... count Pat McAfee, technically three. Yeah, but he's an employee, so he's not a celebrity from the I still count as a technicality because it was his first match. He plays football. Yeah, I still count it. But anyway. But, you know, I feel like they had so many matches and they just didn't fully know where to put things. But what they did know where to put was the main event of night one. Uh, oh. I will just say before we get to that, my thing I wanted to mention about Charlotte and Ronda was, look, you are saved because Rick Boogs got legitimately hurt. If he wasn't hurt, even with how the match played out, if he wasn't hurt, this was the worst match of the of the show. It, I'm sorry, it was bad. It was terrible. I saw so many people like, no, it was really good. And it's like, I'm sorry, they followed Bianca and Becky and Cody and Seth. It's a disappointment. It can't be anything but that. Considering as well, and we only have, by all, by all standards accounts, one match of theirs to compete against this, and that was at Survivor Series, when it was Charlotte, when it was supposed to be Becky versus Ronda, and it was Charlotte versus Ronda, and Ronda ended up winning by, winning by DQ. That Survivor Series match is leaps and bounds better than this match. Yeah. That's why I was like, I'm sorry, but this was the worst match on the show. No, it was a disappointment. I tried. I tried so hard. But this match was not good. What was good, though, is our main event. Now, before we get to the main event match, before that, we had a very nice episode of the Kevin Owens show. I will tell you, I laughed so hard at one of Kevin's comments. Where he introduced his guest... Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I just want to point out, before he brings out Austin, he's shit-talking Texas still, like he has been for a while. And the most hilarious thing, where Kevin Owens goes on about, you know, fuck Texas and this and that and blah, 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 blah. And then the camera cuts to someone that is exactly what Kevin Owens is describing. Oh, yeah. It was so perfect. (sighs) So... Kevin talks shit, Stone Cold comes to the ring, and Kevin proceeds to talk more shit. <laughs> and then more shit. And more shit. So I just want to point out, the the moment I fell in love with this was when Kevin Owens said, and I quote, you see, Steve, I tricked you into coming out here. <laughs> really, Kevin? You tricked him? I tricked really? you, Steve. <laughs> I want to fight. I just like this as well. If I tricked you into coming out here, you Texas fucking pieces of shit, man, I'm calling out Stone Cold Steve Austin. I fuck Texas, man. This is so fucking shit. Texas fucking sucks. Rah, 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 rah. I tricked you, Steve. <laughs> no shit. 
you know, I tricked you, Steve. You say to Stone Cold, coming out, double knee braced up, wearing his jean shorts, looking like he's ready to go. That's what I said was, I noticed those knee braces, Stone Cold. I noticed that wrist tape, Stone Cold. I noticed one of those knee braces almost fell off, Stone Cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were, they, were, they were, like, really rushed for time. It was a snap decision by Vince. So... <laughs> This breaks down. This communication breaks down. It's horrible. It's like my work. No one knows how to talk to each other, and all of a sudden, it's a fight. Um, Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold, because fucking we're in Texas? And who doesn't like Stone Cold? Even if they weren't in Texas, who doesn't like Stone Cold? The Battle of the Stunners. Well, it's not really a battle. We know who's going to win. Well, yeah. Well, okay. So when we did the prediction sheet, there was a question of, does this turn into a match? And I said, why don't you have the winner? And Chris turns to me and goes, because we all know who's going to fucking win. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I did say that. And <laughs> especially especially when it was at the, uh, like, I'll just skip ahead, where I also put in the, how many stunners does Stone Cold Steve Austin give out? Like, in the on day one. And I was like, Okay, match is over, cool. Entering all the points. And then we wait and I'm like, oh, delete, 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 delete. And entering new figures. Shit. <laughs> delete, 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 delete. <laughs> he, he doesn't stop. And that's the best part about it. They have a match. And I'll be honest, the more Stone Cold Broken Skull Lager he drinks proceeds to throw all over himself, he got better. The, my exact comment was, some scientists believe consuming alcoholic beverages gives Steve Austin his stone cold powers. As they said, he is Popeye, but instead of spinach, it's lager. That's <laughs> great. It was fantastic. Look, it was just an attitude error overall. That's all it was. I'm impressed Stone Cold was willing to take a suplex, not only on the ramp, but on the goddamn concrete. Holy crap, Steve. My I well, I think my favorite part of the night was um uh, well, my quote of the night was, um, man, when, you, when you've got that good old American lager, who needs steroids? <laughs> so this brawl happens. They go into the crowd. They go up the ramp. They come back down the ramp. Kevin really selling rolling down that ramp like it's a fucking 75-degree <laughs> angle. <laughs> that was great. They go back in the ring, brawl a little bit. Kevin hits a stunner, and at this point I'm thinking... Stone Which Cold was kick. amazing. I was like, Stone wait, Kevin's going to win? No, I never thought that. But I'm like, Stone Cold's kicking out of this. But there's a part of me that's like, Attitude Era Stone Cold is like, making me not fucking put over my own move. <laughs> Stone Cold kicks out. Shortly, he retaliates with his own stunner. And Kevin doesn't kick out. Poor Kevin. Stone Cold wins. Drinks ensue. The cops then- come down. <laughs> the cops appear. That one made me laugh because he stunts Kevin and then the fucking cops arrest Kevin. I'm like, that's great. I'm like, oh, the irony, usually with Stone Cold being escorted away. Guess that doesn't happen in Texas. (laughs) No, in my jurisdiction. Then Byron gets a stunner. (laughs) I was going to say Byron, like beautiful sell the stunner, by the way. I love as well when we all call out Byron being like, dude, how many times do you fell for this? And then on day two, Byron Sachs is commentating. And when he goes, what they ask him about it, and he goes, I thought he, he like, forgave me. I didn't think it was going to happen a second time. <laughs> so, no, stunners all around, so much beer. Clearly, it's like, you know this is happening last. 
Because who's fucking wrestling in that shit? <laughs> yeah. Stone Cold's shirt is basically as wet as it could possibly get. But yeah, won- so Stone Cold's return had to be the main event. It couldn't have been anywhere else. It's Stone Cold. Night Night One left me on such a high. I was so hyped. I agree with that. My other thing I mentioned as well, and I love to keep mentioning, uh, Kevin Owens has now main evented WrestleMania. That's fucking cool. Well, there you go. Yeah. My, um, I, I will actually say as well, and it's actually something that I, I actually looked out for, and I got very concerned about during Miz and uh, Logan Paul versus the Mysterios. When Drew got the ropes and only cut two of them, oh, the, yeah. ro- the ropes were slanted. Specifically as well, the turnbuckles were slanted. And it made me very uncomfortable for about an hour. Yeah. Luckily, I believe they did actually fix them for uh, either Bianca Becky or Cody Seth. I believe they did fix them. When Cody because came it did out, leave my mind. just ignore it. Yeah, exactly. That, believe it or not, that's actually what happened. Because I was just like, cool, I have more important things to uh, deal with. But um, yeah, it may it it did make me concerned. Luckily, it was it was a concern like a like frugal because it didn't matter. No one got hurt except for Bianca's left eye and Rick Boogs, obviously. But that always happened before that. But yeah, just uh, yeah, it, it just it it made me uncomfortable irrationally. But obviously, that's me being a referee and in, in the business. So I'm whatever we can. Yeah, I know. We'll move on to night two. Night two. Okay, night two kicks off with Triple H. I'm Uh, not going to lie. I was sad. That was very sad. I was emotional. He doesn't have much to say, but he leaves his boots in the ring and he leaves. Poor Trips. Goodbye, Triple H. Poor Trips. You based motherfucker. Moving on. (laughs) uh, Which, by the way, I just want to point out, his last match had Alexa Bliss throwing a fireball, just to throw that out there. Why wouldn't it, right? <laughs> Moving right along, uh, RK Bro beat the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. This was a cool match. I love the finish because, like, the everyone wipes everyone out and Juice does that thing, and the Profits look like they're gonna win. They hit Randy with the Spy Buster and they tag for the Frog Splash. So, like, what? Well, the Profits gonna win? And Matt Riddle literally comes out of nowhere and hits the RKO off the top rope. That was fucking cool. It was pretty cool. And then Randy follows it up by RKOing the fuck out of Chad Gable and pinning him. Right, the correct team went over. I Randy and Riddle should have gone over. They're way too popular right now to not yeah. have those titles. And then everyone had drinks. Uh, Gable Stevenson comes into the ring, hits Chad Gable with a belly-to-belly. Yeah, that's pretty much what uh, Overhead, belly-to-belly, belly, fucking big throw, big boy. Just, yep, cool, whatever. Look, celebrities, Yeet- whatever. Yeeted Shorty G. Poor, poor Shorty. Fucking, I forget every time I'm going into a match that has uh, Otis in it. I'm like, fuck, Otis is like a machine. <laughs> yeah, Otis, Otis is all right. Otis is a machine that's been slowly leaking oil into like, his depositories for about the last 17 years. Somehow that man is built different. Yeah, it, it was a good match. I enjoyed it. It was a good way to open the show. That's it. It was a good opener. Everyone kind of got, you know, got everyone, like, ready. Everyone got their shit in. 
next match. Bobby defeated Omos. It was okay. It, uh, that was more on Omos, but it was nice to watch Lashley beat a big dude. It's nice that Lashley won. He, he, it, again, correct result. Lashley should have won. It was good to have Lashley on Mania, considering that it's like he had the title, then he lost the title, then he got a title, then he lost the title. And it's like, well, and then it okay. was also he apparently like had a severe shoulder injury. He was going to have surgery and be out till about Money in the Bank SummerSlam. And then he came back for this match. And like, it was nothing special. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, it was nice to have that moment that Bobby Lashley made Mania. Like, good for him. He deserved it. Especially considering that uh, at Elimination Chamber, he didn't even get involved in the match. Yeah. Like, I was just happy for Bob Lashley. Looks like he's a good guy now, too. Looks like he turned babyface. So that'll be very interesting to see. I definitely agree with that one. So not too much to say on that. No, just good. It was a WrestleMania-worthy match. Clash of two big dudes. Every- casuals love it. Everyone loves to see that stuff. Big sweaty men slapping meat. All good. Speaking of big sweaty men slapping meat, Johnny Knoxville beat Sami Zayn. I'm not going to lie. Okay, so Cody was without a doubt my favorite match of the show of the entire weekend. But on day two, this was the best thing of the show. It wasn't the best match, but I was so goddamn entertained. I was very sports entertained by this one. I think I've laughed that hard at a comedy match in a long time. The the amount that you see that Sammy le- was leaning into everything that was happening, it's like, yeah, he doesn't care. He doesn't care what he has no. to do. No, he's having, apparently he like had the time of his life. It's one of his favorites, according to him, which is great. It was, it was, it was, it was everything I wanted it to be. A hundred percent. It's jackass. They're going to do stupid stunts and all that. They brought half the jackass things, like the big hand and the, you know, the fucking foot kicker. We men turned up. Like, all this shit just went down. I was like, man, half of this stuff I wouldn't have even predicted just because I just expected it to be just a basic no-holds-barred. Uh, no and the pin with the giant mousetrap, like, it's, it was hilarious. 100%. I think that, you know, like, every WrestleMania has to have a moment that it's like, okay, this is different. But it was entertaining. Yeah. You know, like, if they just had a normal match, it probably wouldn't have been entertaining. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think Johnny Knoxville would have had an entertaining match if they gave him 10 minutes to have a match. Yeah, no, by like, making it anything yeah. goes and involving the whole Jackass crew, that's what made it. By not ha- by having guys who aren't afraid to look dumb, who aren't afraid to do stupid things, but also aren't afraid to be in a no-DQ match. A hundred percent. And, you know, guys that are like, yeah, okay, we're going to get hurt because we're not trained professionals. <laughs> not inaccurate. So, yeah, we, we will most likely get hurt. Like, fucking right out the gate, the halluva kick. Oh, yeah, I didn't oh. see that come. I'm like, Jesus, okay. Also, props on Sammy for taking that table bump from the top rope to the floor. Jesus. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, yeah. I actually got scared about that too because I have actually had a rat trap table match. I have refereed one before. Those mouse traps don't fuck around. Oh god no. But yeah, this was extremely entertaining. On as an entertainment level, I'd probably say this was the second best thing. Maybe third with Stone Cold and Kevin Owens across the entire show by both weekend uh, all the weekend. There's like two or three, depending where I'd put Austin. I would have to agree with you there. So, after that, we then go into the women's tag match. Sasha yep. and Naomi beat Carmella and Zelina, Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, and Natalia and Shayna Baszler. This was our match. I'm going to say it. 
that first three team tag match thing with the with the men randy riddle and profits and alpha academy i sat down with just to watch that and i'm like i don't know how much i'm going to enjoy this match multi-tag match things are a bit of a schmoz in my mind so i do i will say i do like when they do the match like how randy and riddle did it yeah it's a triple threat tag so they are always having a triple threat one member of each team the match that I was talking about before we started at M- at uh, NXT between Imperium, MSK, and Diamond Mine, they did it the same way. It was always a triple threat. But the women's one, match didn't do it, and it was kind of boring. I just thought, like, two people in the ring, the rest around the ring, you can tag anyone in, anyone can tag themselves in. Uh, fuck, it's, you know, I'm surprised they didn't go for the gimmick of ha ha ha. My tag team partner tagged themselves in, and now I'm pinning them. We're going to win. Uh, look, okay, I will pay that for New Day because that was hilarious, plus they were being complete dickheads at that time. I'm glad it only I've only watched it once. I know it's happened more than once since then, but that one was entertaining because of who it was and when it was. So I watched this match, and I wish, I wish they would just stop leaning into the Corey Graves-Carmella thing. I get it, you fuck. Look, I'm not against it to a point, but I agree they have gone way over the top with it. It just feels forced. When it really yeah. shouldn't. No, it feels I agree more with like, that. It feels less like Corey Graves and Carmella deciding that's the direction and more Vince saying, do more of that. Yeah, a little bit. I My thing I point to with it as well, I like to go to is... I agree in the long term and you see it all. Yeah, okay, the Jerry Lawler stuff was a bit out there to say the least. But at the same time, it's like that was a product of its time and Jerry Lawler did make it work for its time when they didn't treat women the same as men and did all their shit and whatever. But for its time, it was entertaining. Looking at it today, no, it's not. And I feel like that's what we've got with Carmella and uh, Corey Graves is they're trying to bring that attitude out of ruthless aggression thing here. And it doesn't work in today's society. Now, I'm not going to lie, going into this match, I'm like, ah, oh, do I really know who's going to win? Do I? Oh, yeah, I did. 100%. It wasn't a question. Well, like, I looked at the lineup and I'm like, my gut is telling me that, well, Sasha's in there. Yeah, Sasha that's, that's, my, that's who's winning. That's what my gut said. But I'm like, who do I really want to win? And after fighting my way out of, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't even remember who I picked if I went Liv and Rhea or Natalia and Shayna. Now, I saw a lot of people wanted Liv and Rhea. My thought was I want Rhea to be in a singles competition. Like, Rhea's great in the tag teams and she does all her good stuff and whatever. But I want women's champion Rhea Ripley. I want Rhea mixing up with Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair and Charlotte and uh, Ronda Rousey. Like, I want her there. I don't want her in the tag division. She's been there. So when she got announced for the that. tag division, especially after teaming with Nikki A.S.H., and she, as you said, been there, done that. When they went back for an announcer at Mania's one, I was like, why? Like, I feel like you just, it's fucking around and wasting time instead of 100%. giving us something meaningful to do. Now, how long before Sasha Banks turns on Naomi? <laughs> I reckon, so the reason I ended up picking Naomi and Sasha was A, it's Sasha Banks, but B, it was, well, look, Sasha's the biggest star of the eight. As much as I like Rhea Ripley, Sasha is the star. And when she goes out and she does her media tours and she does her Hollywood stuff and all this stuff, all the side projects she does, 
cool. Hey, look, she's got a WWE title. She can't be the women's champion because she's got to be there every week like Charlotte is. But she could be the tag champ and let Naomi do her thing. You were not wrong. So that match happened. It ended. I'm like, yeah, I can see why that team won. Kind of wish Naomi got to do more of her own entrance. I understand that. I, I agree. Especially like, because I like when she came out and they had all the glow sticks. And it's like, man, see, she's doing her normal entrance. But this feels big. Because of the fans. Like, that's what I want to say. Like, it's mania. Let her do her glow entrance. Yeah. No, I 100% agree with that. No, I think that's that match, right? There was nothing really happened Pretty in much. it that made me go, wow. Yeah. It, it was it was a tag title match. That's all I've got for it. They've done this sort of multi-women's tag title match the last few years. I think the only year they didn't do it was uh, 36 which was Alexa and Nikki versus Kyrie Sane and Oscar. And that was all right, but nothing said, to write home about. I said to Jess while we were watching this, boy, this match feels like they were scared that they didn't have enough women on the uh, lineup. See, I don't look at it like that. I look at it as, shit, we've got nothing for Rhea Ripley. Shit, we've got nothing for Sasha Banks, but we can't do Rhea Ripley versus Sasha Banks because one of them has to lose. What do we do? And that's what they came up with. And then it was just like, well, it's kind of unfair to Carmella and Selena. Let's just throw Natalia and Shayna because Natalia will keep the match together because, you know, she's not an idiot. And Shayna can also keep the match together because, you know, she's not an idiot. You're not wrong. All right. Um, next match. Edge beats AJ Styles with a distraction from Damian Priest. So, now I'll just say, this was my second favorite match of the entire weekend. I'm glad this match lived up to everything I wanted it to be. However, with that being said, I want to give it number one. Because just like Cody and Seth, I genuinely didn't know who was going to win. I was so invested, and Damian Priest going to be with Edge. It works so well with their characters, and everything's beautiful, and I love it. I love the ending. But I hate the ending. I like it because Damian Priest and Edge make sense. It's going to give Priest a lot to work with. It's going to make uh, basically give Edge somewhere to be without having to compete every week. All the good stuff, blah, blah, blah. What I don't like about it is AJ setting up for the phenomenal forearm. And then Priest just appears. And AJ's like, why is Priest here? That's weird. Anyway. And then he gets speared and that's the three. And I was like, really? Like... You couldn't think of anything else. You couldn't have brought Priest in for a better reason. Like, it's kind of made AJ look like a bit of a dickhead. Because it's just like, oh, that's weird. Anyway, oh, I lost. That was my one issue with the match. Outside of of that, it was fantastic. It had this amazing thing called storytelling. Yeah. That's lost on a lot of people. Really is. My one thing I said about it as well was, the thing I liked the most about it was that, it was slow and methodical, but not in a boring way. I'm also, I'm behind Edge changing his theme. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, and also, now that I now that we're here, can I just say, holy fuck, Edge gets entrance of the fucking weekend. Like, Cody was good, but oh. Edge was another level. Holy Ed- shit, that was awesome. Yeah, Edge's, Edge's new theme, by the way, he debuted it about oh, three like weeks three, ago. Yeah, three or four weeks yep. ago. It was pretty recent. Yep. Yeah, it was really, really, really recent. And, oh, it's, I was like, what is this theme? And then it started playing and I went, he still has Alter Bridge. It's yep. just one of their new songs. 
This so is cool. fantastic. Because I think he's he's had um he's had Metalingus yeah. for 16, 17 freaking years. Yeah. And, and so like 05 somewhere. Somewhere in 05 he got that thing, but yeah. So like it works well. Time. Exactly. It the new song works well with what he does now. What he does now is fantastic. And it's like as someone I saw someone else comment. Edge could have just coasted on the rated R superstar for the rest of his career and it would have been fine. Everyone would have cheered him and everyone would have loved him or everyone would have booed him, whatever it be his alignment is. But to completely rework yourself this late in your career and for it to work, it's almost unheard of. It's just chef kiss. Beautiful. No, 100%. I agree. It's, you know, like this whole uh, thing of... Oh, I also he's going... said, so I was just going to throw in that real quick as well. I also mentioned that where we go from here, well, we got Priesty. Well, Priest has had a half feud with Finn Balor. We'll move the US title from Balor to Austin Theory, get it out of the way. And then we'll throw an Edge and Priest against AJ and Balor, which leads us to Edge versus Finn Balor. And that sounds fucking awesome. That sounds absolutely amazing. I would actually like it if... This feud continues. I know it won't go that long, but even say fucking money well, in the bank. Have a blow off. I reckon they'll have the blow off money in the bank with Edge and AJ, and then it'll be Balor and a- uh, Balor and Edge one on one at SummerSlam. Oh yeah, Balor versus sorry, Demon Balor versus yeah. Well, practically cult leader Edge. That's it. Edge is now the leader of the ministry. Literally, as, as someone else said, it's the new new brood. It's the edge to take her. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was edge is fucking fantastic in this new gimmick. I absolutely adore it. 100%. So after edge beating AJ, we move on to Seamus and Ridge Holland beat the new day in a very quick match. Now, look, I'm not against this. I... Let's get this out of the way first. This match was meant to happen on day one. Apparently matches went long, specifically Cody and Seth. And it was, I believe, uh, what was the other match that went long? Uh, Miz and Logan Paul against the uh, the Mysterious. Apparently those two went longer than intended. So this match got cut. That sucks. However, I wouldn't change anything that happened on day one. Secondly, this match was meant to be six-man tag until Big E's horrific injury. That sucks. Well, now that we've changed a lot of what was going to happen, especially with how this match played out, where it was clearly meant to be a showcase for Pete Dunne, or as we now call him, Butch. Butch. It was meant to be a showcase for him, and then he couldn't be in the showcase because Big E's out, so we can't do six-man tag, and you're not going to debut a new character like that when Holland and Sheamus are the team. They've been building their stuff up. So they just kind of had to throw something together, and they couldn't take too much time because we still had you know, Roman and Brock, and we still had uh, McAfee and Theory to go. And it's coming off Edge and AJ. What you guys did was fine. It didn't need to be anything more. You just have to come in, celebrate for Big E, do your spots, and then Seamus beats the fuck out of you, and Seamus wins, and Butch does Butch things. That's all it had to be. And then everyone goes home. Yeah, what what they did with their, like, three minutes, including entrances, was exactly what it should have been. I was very entertained. By this extremely short match. That's all I, honest, I wanted. I was even shocked that they tried to uh, wedge it into night two. I was more convinced that they would have been better off holding it at a later date. Well, a lot of people said that they were uh, mentioning how the uh, WWE was still advertising it. And like Seamus and Kofi oh, and Xavier oh. were all mentioning how their match got cut. 
It's like, hey, well, that sucks. You know, there's they, no other way to cut it. That just fucking sucks. But then it was like, hey, we're going to do it on night two. Well, where are you going to put it here? Like, especially looking at everything else. I mean, how like, many Manias have had matches cut and they were just cut? Yeah. Oh, just like thrown on the Raw after Mania, like the very next day. Yeah, sorry, you don't get to have that match. It's like, okay, well, it yeah. sucks, but we'll we'll live. Where yeah, it's clear paid. that this was meant to be a showcase for Butch and Rich Holland. But Biggie's injury combined with their match getting cut on day one, they just got left with what they had. And I think they what they used with what they had uh, time left they had over, they maximized their minutes. They did exactly what they needed to, and it was, it was entertaining. I liked it. Hundred percent. I would, I I would actually say, say it's, it's, oh, yeah. exactly as I was saying before is if we were to have it differently, I would have as I said, I would have put Bobby Lashley and Omos with Charlotte and, and swapped Charlotte and Ronda. So Charlotte and Ronda was the second match on night two. Stamus and Ridge Holland versus the New Day now goes between uh the Robins title and Cody Seth. Yeah. That's where that would go. So you have Celebrity, World Women's Title, Cooldown, Cody Seth, Cooldown, Stone Cold Kevin Owens. I know it's a bit up and down, but it would make the other matches stand out. That's just my thought process on the whole thing. I think how things played out. I'm pretty happy with how things played out. That's it. So moving right along, Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Pat wins. Let's be real. This is fantastic match. This this what this this was not only the I would say for night two, it's in fact probably the overall WrestleMania. If we're going to have the segment as a whole from when the from when um obviously this match basically starts Austin, when it, with Austin Theory coming out to everything that preceded it all the way up to Roman and Brock's video package. If that is one massive segment, I could argue this was the greatest thing on all of WrestleMania Sunday. See, I'm still going to pay it to Cody, but this is the exact segment I was tossing up between, do I put this second or do I put uh, Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville second? Oh, that's so hard. Yeah. So Pat McAfee beats Austin Theory and then challenges Vince McMahon to a match. I'm going to be honest. At first, I was like, Haha, okay, yeah, whatever. Rah, rah. And Vince started taking off his shirt, and I was like, wait a second. No fucking way. Vince proceeds to throw clotheslines, and oh, Theory the gets involved. Was horrible, but it was entertaining. And the finisher was, I'm going to lightly punt this football into you. That was fantastic. I love that that was the finish. Vince McMahon getting no, into no, this kooky say- comedy bullshit. <laughs> It's also known as WWE Presents Man Getting Hit by Football. <laughs> <laughs> so Still love that. Vince pins Pat, which, you know, kind of, Still if the match was going to happen, if the match was going to happen, I figured Vince would win. It, well, but, yes. I'm also kind of half sitting here because I saw people being like, oh, what if Vince wins? Like, guys, McAfee just had a 10-minute match against Austin Theory. Theory's a top dude right now. Like, that 10-minute match included a superplex. Oh, it was a fucking fantastic superplex. And McAfee only won with an inside cradle. He won off a fluke, technically. Yeah, wacky roll-up He roll didn't up beat guy. Theory. He got lucky. He's and then the he challenged Vince. Guy. Yeah, it makes sense why Vince would beat the fuck out of him. Let's not forget the wars Vince has actually been in. He's an old man, but look at the matches he has had. 
Also, have you seen how jacked he is at 70 fucking six? I mean, that dude is like a... There's something to be said. Don't know what is in his diet, but I have some here. <laughs> Austin Theory. <laughs> Smart tears. He you is know, slowly transferring his brain from his current body to Austin Theory. and then He's, he's doing a soul transfer. Yeah. <laughs> so Vince wins. Vince celebrates. Then the glass shatters. Oh, this yeah. was... Oh, oh, I... oh. <laughs> And I, I'm not going to lie. Even though Vince was at ringside, I'm like, that. I didn't even think Austin was coming back out. I'm like, we had our no. Austin moment. It was amazing. No, I, I had the like, same thought. I had a sneaking suspicion and I had the same thing of, it's just, it's like, it's not going to happen. And everyone's like, oh, Vince reacted to Austin Theory's music when New Stone Cold was coming out. I'm like, Vince just reacted to Austin Theory's music like, what? Whose music is that? It should be my music. Oh, wait, it's your music. Yeah, let's celebrate. Like, that's, that's how I read it. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I thought. I said that to Jess like, as well. It was also like my thought was uh, Austin Theory's music plays and then Vince is surprised. And it's like, <laughs> Austin Theory's his protege and Vince doesn't even fucking know his own music. That's exactly wow, what I how said. Does he care about you? That was, Vin- that was Vince going, who the fuck's music is that? Yeah. And then... But I'll say Theory doesn't win. <laughs> <laughs> then Stone Cold comes down to the ring. He gives Austin Theory the greatest stunner in the history of the universe. Oh. And then he I gives Pat McAfee a stunner. Loved, I don't think I've cry laughed that hard off that Austin Theory stunner in a long <laughs> time. It was so beautiful. And then... Obviously, he stuns Vince. Vince, being 76, I don't think wanted to take the stunner. That's why he was backing away from it. But who gives a shit? It was Stone Cold. Well, I, and think then that's also, it. I also love that Austin offers in the beer. And then the fans are saying it, were saying it. Michael Cole is saying it. Vince, how many fucking years have you done this? That, how do you not know why, what's coming? That is why Vince was backing up. He didn't get it straight away, but the moment that boot to the gut happened, Nam flashbacks. And he's like, I have to get the fuck out of here now. My 76-year-old life is about to end. Yeah, yeah, yep. And then and then Pat McAfee gets in the ring, celebrates with Stone Cold, then Stone Cold stuns him, and about three minutes later, he's seen drinking a Steve Weiser. Just legitimately if you want a a moment to sum up wrestlemania 38 as a whole it's just everything that happened post-match after mcmahon mcafee it was oh the this segment was five stars it was fantastic glorious glorious a pat sell of the stunner as well was beautiful in itself oh just I was going to say, yeah, Pat, like, let's not look past Pat's cell of the sun. The fucking slow fall backwards and... Was the spitting out the beer. <laughs> that, that was the that was the cell of his soul left his body. <laughs> Vince, once again, claiming the title of worst cell for the stunner, but now it makes sense. He's 70 years old. But yeah. the dude couldn't, the dude couldn't sell a stunner in his 50s. <laughs> not inaccurate. So, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, what were we expecting? Oh, that, God. That, like you said, if we're including that entire segment from Theory's entrance to Stone Cold Leaves, 
That was just an amazing segment. Like, yeah, that I could. That's not why I it. say my top three things without a doubt, and it's so hard to rank them. But it's Cody's return, that whole Austin uh, McAfee theory and Vince segment, and everything to do with Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. Like those are the top three things of the of the entire show. So we go from that to a very uh, how you going moment. The big dog Roman Reigns beats he, Brock. He is the biggest of all dogs. Um, I saw reports that people were saying that Roman was legitimately injured. Yeah, so I will say I was I was at work at the time, and it was some downtime during work because it's nearing the end of the day, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll read the news headlines because I haven't seen what's happening in the news today, and I read up that WrestleMania. Uh, like WrestleMania things, like Star suffers, uh, like Star suffers horrific injury. Essentially, that was the headline. I didn't see anything beyond that, so I knew someone got hurt. My hope, no offense, was Johnny Knoxville because he'd be able to take it. My fear was Roman Reigns. Now it didn't happen for a while. I'm sitting there every match, every segment. When's it going to happen? When's this injury coming? We get to Brock and Roman, and it's like, oh, here it comes. There's nowhere else left. It has to be here. So they're going along, going along. The match is pretty intense. Like, unlike other times they've fought where it's just finisher spam, like, the finisher spam kind of made sense, you know? It's the biggest match of all time. They're just going to go for the best thing they've got in their arsenal immediately. Why would you not? Yeah, this is a here comes the pain match where they've set it with five finishes. You have no chance of hitting another move. It's finisher, finisher, finisher. Good. It's a good match. Roman takes every German fine, he hits every punch fine, Brock sells perfect, F5 galore, our spears are good. And then Brock, with a phenomenal counter to the spear, locks in the Kimura lock. Fantastic. So Roman's struggling, Roman's struggling, Roman's struggling, and he goes to get to the ropes. As he goes to move at one point, Brock hasn't shifted his weight enough, and Roman moves while Brock's still in position, and dislocates Roman's shoulder. Because that's what that move does. It's It legitimately will break your arm. So Roman's on the floor, and he's like, man, like, you know, he's hurt. And the arm, you can like, hear him screaming, that, it's out, it's out. Yeah. And, like, that just, that's horrible. And then afterwards, like, Brock picks him up, goes to the F5, Roman gets out, hits the spear, and that's the finish. And, like, look, unlike other times, I'm not actually disappointed by how this played out. I do wish there was more to it. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not disappointed. That's the most important thing. But I still feel like there was meant to be so much more if it wasn't for that injury. And I saw people being like, why didn't they call an audible and give Brock the title? And it's like, because Roman's still going to be there. Brock's probably going to be done for a little bit. Like, what else has he got to do? Who else has he got to fight? And not only that was that it. That was the well. whole reason Brock came back. You're at WrestleMania. You're the main event of night two of WrestleMania. Unless this motherfucker is knocked out and unable to compete or is something is, like, wrong where he's not going to push through it. <laughs> or in Sin Cara's case, dislocated finger. Oh, fucking, yeah. <laughs> he is going to push through it and they're going to get to the finish that, you know, they're going to at least get the finish that was agreed upon. Yeah, and it's like, they're not gonna this is different to the Rick Boogs situation where Boogs has a, uh, a torn quadricep. The dude can't even stand. Roman can stand and he can still do one or two things. And you can see the pain on Roman's face when he wins and he gets both titles. And look, we've seen it happen where people do what they're meant to do and or they just change what they were going to do because they can't. 
But Roman muscles through the pain to lift up both titles to get that shot of him holding it to both titles. Like, it's good on Roman. It's that mentality. Let's look back to SummerSlam when Finn absolutely got his shit shredded. Yeah. They didn't stop the match. They didn't... Ch- Finn still won. Yeah, Balor just shoved his shoulder back in socket. But it's like, yeah, okay, after the fact and the following Raw, it's like, yeah, okay, we have to vacate the title because you're going to be gone for a while. But and it's, we didn't make the decision said. straight away because there was a chance that maybe we don't have to vacate the title. Well, that's as someone else said as well. Like, the easiest thing you're able to do now, if it's legit enough and Roman's got to go have surgery, you don't have to have him drop both titles. Just have him lose one, forfeit one, whatever you want to do. And then you have, you know, Seth and Cody and Edge and AJ and McIntyre. They're all feud over the WWE title for like four months or whatever. SummerSlam comes around, Roman's back from injury, and you do whoever's the champ versus Roman for both titles. Roman wants his both titles back. Because the big dog never lost. Yeah, and then you've got, cool, he's still the Universal Champion. You still rack up four, th- uh, four free months worth of world title reign. And the thing is... That belt can still show up on TV as long as Paul Heyman is around. And also on Raw, the Raw after Mania, oh, Roman comes out and the Usos uh, have the SmackDown tag titles around their waist and they're both holding both world titles between each other. Oh, the scene is just beautiful. This was the, I feel like this was the plan for the bloodline from the beginning. I wouldn't be flawed if it was. It's like the the bloodline now runs the WWE. Literally. I mean, okay, the Usos could win the other tag titles, but other, you know, you're probably not gonna. They're not gonna unify in the tag title titles anytime soon. No. They did that. It was okay, but it's better for each brand to have its own tag title because they have so many tag teams now. It's not even that they have so many tag teams as well. It's just like it just is what it is, sort of thing. Just you can get away with one watch. Uh, one world champion, but like when they had, um, what was it? They had the tag titles across, like say the Usos were the champs or Goldust and Stardust, and then you had Brock Lesnar as the uh, world champ, and he was off doing his thing. And then you had like the, it was like the Intercontinental title was the number one title, and here's Dolph Ziggler versus Luke Harper. Like that's the number one program. No, the number one program: Seth Rollins and John Cena fighting for, uh, for the right to face Brock. That's the number one program. Yeah, I will actually just I'll I'll say as well of them uh, obviously be uh well I'll go say well them the internet being like and they pounded up as the biggest match in WrestleMania history and it didn't deliver. No, it freaking delivered. It's called marketing as well. Let's yep. not forget Rock versus Cena was billed once in a lifetime. Three hundred and sixty-five yeah. days later, we got Rock versus Cena. Okay. They're not just going to do one match because they said, oh, it's once in a lifetime if they can get Rock and Cena in a ring again. Well, it's like, again, another one I like to point to is Undertaker. Once he loses the streak, that's it. He loses the streak. And then he fights Roman, he loses to Roman. So, oh, it doesn't mean as much anymore. It's like the whole point of the first loss. Yes, the first loss from uh, for Taker mattered who it was. 21 wins, who wins? That matters. After that, it's, well, it matters who we fight still. Cool. One person's beaten Brock, uh, beaten Undertaker. No one else has. So does this mean because he lost one, uh, one match, he can't fight anymore? Yeah, how's that work for like guys like Umaga and Rusev and Lashley, who also went on undefeated streaks? Yep. Especially when it's uh, what they should have had for WrestleMania 34, which is what I agree with uh, 
which was um, uh, Dan's idea, um, which was um, Brock Lesnar is the one in 21 and one. Roman comes back and just says, yeah, but I'm the two in 23 and two. It made perfect sense to do the story that way. Unfortunately, they didn't do it. Well, that's the thing, right? It it really is. You've built this now. It's like this elite club of people. If if you can beat The Undertaker at Mania, you're in a different echelon of people. Yeah. I mean, they didn't play on it this year, but... Especially, I was going to say, it still stands today. Even with Undertaker now retired... Oh, sorry. God, I have the hiccups. It's annoying the fuck out of me. But it's still today where it's... Well, Taker's retired now. No one will ever beat The Undertaker. He's gone. It's over. It's gone. There's two people, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Yep, that's it. He's completely over. Sorry, I also also saying as well is I got a really good cure for the hiccups, but you won't like it. It's called I need more Cody in my life. It's I was going to say getting I was, was going to say reviewing. <laughs> I was going to say reviewing Dynamite, but that works too. I already reviewed Dynamite, and it feels the same as as pegging. So <laughs> it gave you that amount of uh, discomfort. It did. So that was WrestleMania. Honestly, I th- I feel like I was more I enjoyed more than I dislike. Um, I will honestly well, go out and say that this was probably either the second or well, first, second, or third best WrestleMania of all time. I am willing to go that far. I don't know where I'll put it just yet, but it was definitely in the top three. Yeah, I need more time to think about it, but I definitely agree. Um, my big thing I like to bring up as well is it's like, okay, going through the negatives, Rick, uh, Rick Boogs got hurt. That's an accident. Shit happens. So yeah, that's not a thing. Asterisk on that. Oh, well, Roman got hurt. Again, shit happens. Asterisk on that. Yeah, the only bad thing across everything that I could consider a bad thing or a disappointment was Charlotte and Ronda. One match across, what do we have, 16 matches? Like, one out of 16 is a pretty good anomaly. Yeah, that's that's yep. a, that's good odds. It's, because uh, it, it's like, the only other, I would say, quote-unquote, bad thing about the show was, undoubt- I would probably say it, Bobby Lashley versus, versus Omos. I was somewhat disappointed by that, but I, I think... Understand. I think that's just time constraints. I did want them to do more. I was going to say, I can understand, but my thing I look I look at that one is, like, they did what they could with Omos's restrictions. If you look at it less like a Bobby Lashley match and more like an Omos match, it was pretty all right. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I'll it was that. all right. Yeah. So I think this is probably a good time to stop. We've been going for, like, what, an hour and a half just over? To be fair, yeah. it's Mania in two days. We are yeah. not doing two days of this. Oh, can we? Except, ex- except we could just review, like, um, what was the last All Elite show? It was bad. I can't fucking uh, remember. I mean, they had the St. Patrick's Day one. Oh, yeah. Let's let's friggin' review that with um, Britt Baker. And- <laughs> I agree. Let's not. Let's not do that. AEW gave me the gift for my birthday of wanting to bleach my eyeballs and dick hole. Uh, All Elite gave me the birthday gift I wanted. Cody went back to WWE. No, but the thing, the thing is, they ran that show on my birthday. They knew what they uh, were doing. Gross. Yeah, so anyway, that was Talk That Good Shit. Uh, thanks for s- listening and getting this far. And 
This time Craig doesn't want to interrupt this. Yeah, this time Craig isn't leaving early, so uh, he's not making like a uh, fucking Hulk Hogan and calling his own shots here. He's not big leaguing us. Um, so yeah, thanks for stopping by, listening, and uh, if you like what you heard, consider adding it to your podcast. Press that new like- subscribe button. Yeah, fucking hit that subscribe button, you filthy cunts. Wow, <laughs> you just went right for it. <laughs> Subscribe. You might get some bonus content. You might get some uh, previously deleted content and maybe some extra content if uh, if and when what? it comes out. Obviously, what is the... there about this show that needs to be deleted? Let's be yeah, honest there's, here. There's a lot of shit. I have a folder you can hear our blackmail. awkward silences. <laughs> what awkward? What awkward silences? There are literally zero awkward awkward silences. Everything that is edited out is just non-existent. So it doesn't matter. Here's the Bam. thing. I have so much blackmail on you two. If either of you make it big, I'm coming for you. I have done nothing wrong. <laughs> You're like, I will never make it big. You're coming yeah. for me, Nick. <laughs> oh, okay. Make sure to subscribe. <laughs> make sure to subscribe. And uh, yeah, have a good one. See ya. See ya.